series, but God said, no, you haven't dealt with um, Ephesians 3, 21. Haven't dealt with, this, with the second most part, important part of it. But what I did was I said, okay, let me take this apart from the irrational love of, of Christ and, and, and let me deal with this by itself. Allow me to, to, to try to, to, to pull out these principles that we would get it. Uh, turn to your, matter of fact, don't just look up to God and say, Lord, help me to hear. Help me to hear. Help me to hear. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes we hear, but we don't hear. We hear with our intellect, we hear with our ears, but we're not hearing in our spirit. We, we don't receive the truth as truth. So it doesn't benefit us. But, but we pray today that this will benefit you. Look at our text. Look at our text again. Look at our text again. Ephesians chapter 3, verse, verse 20. Verse 20. And our focus is going to come in on verse 20 says out of the New King James Version, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know, when we okay with that. But look at the second part of it. According to the power that works in us, in me, in you. And what I subtitled, Lord, unlock the glory in me. Lord, unlock your glory in me. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and allow me to put my finger on the pulse. Lord, allow us to be in the atmosphere where the word may go out powerfully. And allow us to receive what you are saying. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak, Lord. Allow us to hear what the Spirit is saying. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The truth of the matter is, this... I can deal with prayer out of here. I can deal with the whole concept of why we are here. As a Christian, it's really about God being glorified through us in everything, about everything. We we have somehow partnerized God and put him in a box. And we go to the box when we think we need him. And in essence, when we think like that, we have just made God our servant and we're not his servant. We have regulated him to operate when we think we need him. But the truth of the matter is, the reason why more power hasn't been released in our lives is that we have our own agenda and not God's kingdom agenda. Did you know that God is not blessing my agenda or your agenda? (laughs) Listen, he saved us. We didn't save him. 
And when he called us, he had in mind what he wants to bring out of you, and he put everything you need to become what he has called you to be. I, you know, I know you've heard that before, but for most of us, that has not something. We, we really have regulated this to a small, little, but listen to the beginning of this. He's saying, he said, I'm able and I want to do exceedingly abundantly above in your life all that you could ask me to or even imagine according to what I have already put in you. That's what I created you. That's what I want to do in your life. As I was talking to Randy, you ought to heard me talk to you. What's this? And the reason why he has not done that is not lack on him. Okay, I need to break it down on now. Let me break it down. Most of the time, what God is God is going to do whatever he wants to do. Not true. We limit God and what he does in our life by our faith and what we believe he's going to do. So watch this. So therefore, we are in partnership with him for him to accomplish what he called us to do to the magnitude he wants to do it. But if I stand not believing God for what he wants to do, guess what? Let me, let me prove that. Remember people in the gospel, Jesus healing all folks, they would come to him, say, Lord, he, he born by a mess. Yeah, by a mess, what you want? He said, Lord, make me heal. Jesus didn't say, okay, I have the power to make you heal. You know what he said? According to your faith. According to how you believe in me. I'm going to meet your expectation. Yes, well, what happens when we have no expectation? <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, I said, God said, I got the power. There's, there's things I want to do in your life. It's going to be about my glory. But do you believe? My, my question is, how many times have we gotten mad at God thinking that he did not provide what we wanted him to. And the lack wasn't on God. The lack was on. Why? Because God said, I gave you my word. I've been teaching you step by step. And, 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 and you have allowed circumstances, childhood, because you want to be like everybody else. And I'm calling you out from among them, but because you want to fit into, you want to do church, you got a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So, so, so you go to church, but you ain't trusting me. You go to church, but you're not stepping up. Are, are you like who you are? Though who you are ain't what I like. Yes. 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 
and it negates the power of God to bring about change. Talking to somebody, and they said this. They said, you know, I've been smoking for years, and I went to God, and I asked him, Lord, take away the cigarette. He said, and his response was surprising to me. His response said, then do it. I have already given you the power to stop. You asking me when you already got the power, you just got to make up your mind. <laughs> Greater is he that's in me, and we're quoting these verses. No weapon form against me shall prosper. And God says, true, you say it out of your mouth, but you're not living it. You're not believing it. You asking me for a source outside of you. I'm inside of you. I gave you my word. Why don't you stand and make up your mind that I did what I said I was going to do, and I am who I said I am, and I will do what I said I would do. According. Listen, now on the hymn, exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or even imagine. The power already is in you. He don't have to do anything else. It's already done. Your victory is already won. But we sit on the seat of indecision and don't reach out to experience. How can I say this? Most church folks are church folks. And the most we ever experience God is on Sunday because we ain't doing nothing the rest of the week. So to have that real intimate relationship which he has made available for all of us. Somebody right now think I'm out of my mind for preaching when I'm preaching. You know why? Because unless we preach what people experience, they hold God to their yes. own experience. Yes. That's right. I'm looking for something. You know what I got in here? No, God. And guess what? I can get Let's see how many supposed to go in here. 250. Somebody said 50. 56. Not even 100. 56 Kleenexes. But I need a thousand. But because the box has limited my capacity 
of what I can put in. So my capacity of what I can get out is limited. Why? Because I have put God allow my experience, allow what people think of me, allow what I think about myself, allow, allow my past. So I'm walking around with God. How big is your box? Notice I have not asked if you got a box. Because all Christians got a box. The question is, are you allowing God to expand the capacity of your box because you can't get no more out than what God, that you allow God to put in? And a lot of us are mad at God because we got a limited capacity of our box, but we determine the size of our box. Why am I going to get mad at God when he filled the space that I gave him? This is my box. I determine how size of my box. And God filled the capacity that I gave him. So now a situation comes and I need more capacity but guess what? I have limited God to the space of the capacity I have given him. So guess what? If God does not meet me at my need, he's going to meet me at the capacity I gave him. Listen. That spiritual truth, whether you know it or not. That's how it works, whether we work in it or not. We don't understand how spiritual principles work, but they are laws. They are statutes. They are principles that are involved, invoked in our lives. And, and we're stumbling around by happenstance and we trip over a blessing. Instead of knowing how to use the word of God. Listen. So I just heard something. Somebody said, so that's why I don't got the bins. If you had a bins, what would you do with a bins? And how's your bins for the glory of God? There's nothing wrong with having a bins, but notice that all of a sudden I turned everything towards me, 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 me. You know what a small heart is? A small heart is when it's all about you. I, I told yesterday at the eulogy, this is what I said. I said, I said, you know, after hearing the family, people came up from Alabama to see Brother Jackson, and they said that they would come up annually, and they said, when you walked in their house, Sister Brother Jackson and, 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 and Sister, uh, his wife, I don't mind, and drew a blank, said that, thank you, 
Robbie. They said they will host you like you was a king or queen. You know what it takes to do that? A large heart. You know what? Everybody wants to be around a person or people that got a large heart. Because a large heart, that person makes you feel good about you. Did you get that? You get that? See, 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 it's not, it's not about me, the person that got the large heart. It's about whoever. Because that's what God is. That's what he, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should not, believe in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. He committed his love towards us that while we yet, while we, while we was yet sinners, Christ died. That's giving to lift us to be who he saw we were while we was yet sinners. So he made us better. That's a huge heart. When you can't think, when we can't think beyond ourselves, that's a closed heart. That's a small heart. Now watch this. God don't bless small hearts. Oh, let me, can I prove this? Sometimes we think God's goodness is his blessing. Can, 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 I, can I go a step further in this? I see y'all frowning. That's what I want. Sometimes God will bless us in our mess to let us know how good he is to get us to turn away from our mess before he has to bring punishment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can go back into my life and tell you times when I knew it was the supernatural hand of God who intervened, who stepped in while I was in my mess. It wasn't the blessing. It was his goodness. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What God was trying to do is show me how good he was while I was in my mess. Now, what I did was I saw what he did and kept on going in my mess. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. I shook off the effect of his supernatural intervention because I wanted to stay in my mess. Hold on. God was trying to get my attention with his goodness before he brought his punishment. Uh, The reason I'm sharing this with you all, I'm trying to prevent you all from going to punishment and wake up to his goodness. Y'all got to understand, God is always going to wake you up with goodness until we are determined for him to get tired of us and shake us up real good. Tell your neighbor, say, real good. Real good. That just woke somebody up. They didn't know what I'm talking about. They said, real good. What's real good? God will shake you up to the core of your being. 
but he always try to get our attention. And some of y'all sitting there, y'all being quiet, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I know I'm not the only one in the house that was that stubborn. I know I wasn't. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing, but y'all know God, y'all can look back and know that God was trying to get your attention and you kept on going in the mess you was going till God put you in a situation where it was life and death and God finally broke you down and got you. <laughs> God, God is trying. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Isaiah 43 and 7. He says, Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, who I formed, God said, I formed you, I made you, I made you for myself. Now watch this. You are for my glory. Everything is about my glory. He said, not your name. He said, I put my name on you. This is what he's saying. Because, watch this. Because now in him is about his glory. So that exceedingly abundantly is when I am on platform that it is about him and not about me. Matter of fact, your prayer request is answered by what is the purpose of it. Many of our prayers are not answered because we have no kingdom agenda to it. Our prayers are selfish, me, me, my, my, I, I, I prayers. And it has nothing to do with his glory. And God said, I didn't create you to be self-centered. I created you to be part of my kingdom agenda. And unless you get hooked up to my agenda. He says, I got my Name. Do you know how important that is? You may not see it, but God has tattooed you with his name. Which means that when the devil sees you, he sees God's property written all over you. Which means that that limits the devil where he can try on you because God says, she's mine. You better not. Y'all hear me? You know, you know, you know, you know, there's some guys in here who got girls, and you getting your guns ready for the jokers who want to try something with your daughters. Okay, guess what? God got more than a shotgun to take care of any joker. Watch this, watch this. No weapon formed against me. So that it doesn't say it won't be formed, but it says it won't prosper. If you are, hold on. When you are walking in the purpose and the calling and you trying to be obedient and you listening and you love God, yes, guess what? You, you hear. But, but, but I can move out of position and begin to deal with things I have no 
business dealing with. Now, what that does is, number one, it's his name on me. Let me explain. If I'm getting drunk with some of the fellas, they don't want to hear me preach on Sunday. If I have allowed the influence of that spirit, listen, every sin has a spirit that is influencing it. And if I yield to that spirit who really has no power over me, but I have to yield to it, it has now ruined my testimony. I remember my son, he was here this morning. I said, Brett, can I, can I say this? I remember him having a serious conversation. He came home. He said, Dad, my, some of my friends are doing this and this and this, and, and I want to do it too. And I said, Britt, you my son. He said, but their parents let them. I said, well, I don't know their parents. I don't know their parents' last name, but you are a victus. Did you hear that? You got my name. And in our house, we do things like this. I have nothing to do with what somebody else house does. But since you live here, you got my name on you. You're my son. I have a certain amount of expectation that comes with being my son. Now, once you move out my house, but as long as you're in my house, are you in your father's house? Then there is a certain amount of expectation that God has on us that will condition how much power. Why we think we can say, do, act anyway and still have the peace and the blessing of You know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that having a form of godliness but denying the power there. Let let me explain. The church no longer fear God because we think everything is under grace. So we think is covered under the blood so I can do I any old let me, let me, let me give you an example if, if I build a company and, and I don't put hard work in and build a company and, 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 I, and I put my son in, in, in operations of it and he's ruined the company you know what I'm going to do Fire him. Somebody didn't hear that. But that's, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not. Hold on, let me go. Can I go deep further? If I got a grown child in the house and they refuse to come up under my authority, you know what I'm going to do? Kick them out. You grow. There can't be two men in the house leading this. So since you refuse, 
make your own house. That's not being mean. That's being realistic. Why? Because there comes a responsibility. As long as you refuse to be obedient where you're at, he's not going to take you higher. In order for God to take me to the next level of glory, I got to prove my faithfulness and obedience right here. He wants to do exceedingly, but my capacity has limited him to this. And I can watch other people, but until I get mine, I want a thousand Kleenexes in here. But my capacity is 52 Kleenexes. Guess what I'm going to have to live with? Then why are you frustrated when you have set your capacity yourself? And we talk about the experience of God. We talk about God prompting. And some Christians never experience that because they're not obedient at ground level. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying you have not did enough to go to the next level of obedience because we keep... I don't expect a 20-year-old a 20-year-old to play in mud. You don't get car keys if all you can do is play in mud. You see where I'm coming from? You get the way you acting. Until you act better, you don't get better. <laughs> Y'all awful quiet up in here, up in here, up in here. What's this? What's this? What's this? Let's let's go to let's go to where where I want to go. Where I want to go. Where I want to go. I don't. I don't want to take you farther than I took this morning. But I, but <laughs> but I, want, I want you to go at least where they went to. Okay? What's this? Oh, John 14, 12 and 14. It says, very, very, uh, very truly, when, it, when God says something double, what he's saying is, it is confirmed. You know, he don't have to confirm anything, but he does it for our part. But he's saying, he said, he said, he says, listen up, because not only is this, has this been said in heaven, it's said on earth. It has, it's, a, it's got two witnesses to it. Yes, sir. It's amen and amen. amen. <laughs> he's saying, surely this will be. But listen to the words he says. He says, I tell you, whoever believes in me, would do the works that I 
have been doing. They would do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. And we get excited about, he said, if I ask in his name, wait a minute. Read on. So that the Father may be glorified. Okay, that prayer you pray, is God going to get glory from what you've been praying? Because if it's not kingdom agenda, you know, I, I was talking to somebody, and I mean, they got, they got a God bless them for a big house. But in their big house, missionaries come stay right. to get vacation from the missionary fields. So there's a kingdom agenda for the big house. And there being a blessing to those who are working out of the country, who's coming back to the states, who need rest, who need to be taken care of. You you see where I'm coming from? And a lot of us, our, our agenda don't go any farther Bless me. I'm blessed highly favored. And what I'm trying to say is, 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 it has no kingdom agenda in our thinking. And we got to expand our thinking if we're going to see exceedingly abundantly above. So therefore, if I have small thinking, I'm going to see small power. But when I expand my thinking, the kingdom agenda, and God using me, then all of a sudden, I'm going to see greater evidence of the power and glory of God in my life. But God is going to meet me at my... Hold on, let's, let's read on. I'm almost done. I know y'all tired. Okay. Listen. He said, I will do whatever you ask. Listen, praying in his name is not a abracadabra. <laughs> Somebody said, say it again. Praying in the name of Jesus, that is not abracadabra. It's saying, Lord, I have the right to come in your presence because of what Jesus did. I now come in the stead of Jesus because because of his blood, I can come in your presence with boldness. Lord, because I'm covered by the blood, I have a right to call on your name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not because I've been so good, you've been so good, we've been so good, but because I'm covered. He's my Lord, he's my Savior. The key to open up the door is I know Jesus, I'm in Jesus, and he's in me. Now watch this. It also indicates that my agenda, my, my desire is what Jesus desires. So now I'm coming with with 
try to find Jesus' heart. Yes, I'm trying to get in alignment yes, with my Savior. Yeah. I'm asking because I believe this is what he would have asked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That counseled out about 80% of our prayers. That counseled out a lot of our prayers because we, don't, we, thought, we thought it was a, where my box at? Abracadabra, poof. Abracadabra. We have reduced God to a genie in a bottle. Three wishes. Thank you, Lord. I know, I'm going to have to pay for the box of Kleenexes. I will. We're well fat. I will. <laughs> Listen, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my father may be, that it may bring glory to my father. What I'm trying to show us is how unkingdom agenda we are. What I'm trying to show us is how we have taken things out of context and haven't brought it into alignment with the scriptures so that I can work what he has given me to work. Listen, our, our, our even concept of God is messed up. And what I mean by that is this, is that, is that, that we think that God made curses. No, God made blessings. And we, and, we, and we think when things befall us, it's God that's doing it. He allowed it, but God made blessings because he wants to bless his children. I owe you a quarter, don't I? Did I give it to you? Did I give it back to you? Don't lie to me now. Did I give you back that quarter? Okay. My memory's about a minute long. You know what I have in my hand? Quarter. There's a front side. There's a back side. Just the fact that this material has dimensions to it, it has to have a front side and a back side. Okay, y'all don't believe me. Okay, case in point. You know what I got in my hand? Piece of paper. Now, if I call this the front side, this must be the... Why? Because it has dimension to it. Even if I took a, a, if I took a round ball, no matter the shape. If I call one end of it front, the other side of it is the back. So when God begins to make blessing, because we are free will being, we can walk in his blessing. He wants us to walk in his blessing. But because there is substance to blessing, if we are disobedient to the blessing, with the disobedient is the... 
The backside of a blessing is a curse. And Satan is waiting for us to, to, to walk. He tempts us to walk in the curse so we won't get the benefit of the blessing. You know, it just hit me. Terry, I'm going to talk to you. Because you look like you keyed in on this. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. This just hit me. Satan knows spiritual principles better than we do. So he uses it against us. He, he tempts us not to walk in the blessing, but to be disobedient so we will walk in the curse. Then he tells us it's God doing it. Cain and Abel. Abel comes and he's obedient to what God says and he is blessed and he walks away happy. Before I forget, here go your quarter. (laughs) And, and And he walks away. Cain comes and the scripture says, Cain knew what to do and refused to do it. And now he is mad at his brother and God in his grace comes to him and said, why are you mad? Why, why, you, why, 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 why you got this ugly disposition? Didn't I tell you what to do? And if you would have done it, wouldn't I have blessed you? Just like I blessed your brother? Then then listen, then then God says, be careful. Because sin or the devil is crunching, crouching like a lion ready to leap on you at the door, at the door of your heart. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. Because you have allowed this attitude to creep in. The devil is ready to spring. Yes, he is. Yes, sir. And he bring his curses with him. Oh. Yes, sir. He made a choice. Listen, God, look at the goodness of God. He's already wrong. Then God comes and talks to him and tells him what's about ready to happen. And he still did not change his attitude. So the devil jumped in and he kills his brother. Every time God showed me and I didn't, I went a level deeper. Y'all, y'all hear that? Every time I knew and I shook it off, I dropped another level. We got the wrong picture of God. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
The picture of God is found in the prodigal son. The son asked for his inheritance before his time. The father didn't have to give it to him, but the father shows, watch this, goodness. <laughs> Hoping that the goodness would turn his son's attitude around. Hold on. The issue here is not the inheritance. The issue was the condition of his son's heart that will come and ask for his inheritance before the father have died. So the father says, I'm going to show you goodness. Can I stop right there? Okay. Some of us think God's goodness is his blessing, and he's blessing us in our mess. When it's really the goodness of God trying to get us to turn around. And then we have the nerve to walk around how blessed we are, and we know we ain't right. I know human nature. I know us. I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> and have not stopped to pay attention to what God is saying. Father, bless her. And instead of seeing the graciousness, the blessing of God, he walks away from his father's house, his position, and leaves the far country. Go, go I'll call you back. Be listening. So when I call you, you know to come back. Don't go down the stairs. Out of his father's sight. But you know what the father was doing? Waiting. Some of y'all are waiting. You don't quit waiting on a child. You don't quit waiting on a grandchild. Now, now hold on. Now, now you can't have them at home. And they're disobedience, but you keep waiting. I don't have to be in your presence to be waiting on you and loving you. His love for his son never changed. But he couldn't have his son in his house with that attitude. You think you grown? Go be grown. Watch this. And it said that, 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 that he was, and then the son woke up one day, started making his way. Watch this. And as soon as the father saw the son, the father ran. You know who moved towards who more? The father moved towards the son more than the son moved towards the father. And when he got there, he did not have an attitude. Matter of fact, while the son was speaking, he said, Father, I have wronged you. He put his arms around him, started kissing him. He was already forgiven. It wasn't you that ran to God. It was God that ran to you. Before you got up here and sat in the chair, God met you at your point of decision. 
It was him that brought you up here. He don't wait till you get your act together. He took a clean robe, put it over the dirty clothes. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In the midst of, he's good. You know what? All you got to do is change your mind. When you change your mind, power, authority, power, glory, Lord, now, under him that is able to clean me up, now, under him that will save you from yourself, now, under him that will work on the inside. Now, 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 now. On the hill. What is it you can't go through? What is it you can't face? What? God sometimes will take you through something that folks will wonder how you made it. To the place they have to come to the decision that your God is God. Because there's no other answer for how you made it through what you've been through. I'm telling you, folks that haven't been through nothing can't praise very much. But those of us who've been through hell and back, those of us who's been leveled to the ground, those of us where God had to come get you, those of us that nobody but, 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 nobody but Jesus. You don't mind praising him when you know that you know that you know.